Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or Apple Podcasts. Brooke, I think it's fair to say that most of our Richies know that I am no stranger to a celebrity crush. Or a normie crush, if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, just crushing in general. And crushing, yeah. <laughs> it's how I live and breathe, let's be honest. It's true. It's true. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. My crushing is wild, but I'm not alone <laughs> in crushing because apparently there are stars like Jessica Simpson who also have celebrity crushes. And in a new short story, she's opening up about how she fell for an A-list movie star. Been there, done that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. As well as their ill-fated, but somewhat steamy love affair. Mm, Yeah, so even in her pop star heyday, Jess was still crushing hard over a certain big-name actor. But even though she didn't drop his name, she did drop a lot of clues, I gotta say. Yeah, thank God we have internet detectives on the case. Thank God. From Wondery, I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. It's Friday, February 3rd. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. Movie star started on small talk, and as he leaned in, I had the presence of mind to know, oh, this is what it's like to be hit on. He placed a hand on my hip and leaned in so I could hear him better. Only he talked even more softly. I felt a funny feeling. I watched his lips move, but the rest of the world was in dreamy focus. So Jessica Simpson is getting into the nitty gritty about a past love affair that she had with an unnamed major A-list actor in her new short story, Movie Star. They always say they're single, which is a fun title. It is a fun title. Let me just say. Yeah. Um, So she released the story on Wednesday as a 28-page ebook with an audio version. And it opens with Jessica looking back at the time that she went to the 2001 MTV VMAs 
And there she was obviously surrounded by huge stars at the time, like Jennifer Lopez and Ja Rule. Mm-hmm. But it was one big star who Jess met that night that really swept her off her feet. Right. So Jess makes it very clear that her and Nick Lachey were on a break. We they were, were on, on a, a break. break. <laughs> Um, And at the VMAs, Jessica's bodyguard and personal trainer introduced her to this huge actor who she says was her childhood celeb crush. Mm -hmm. And she never mentions the actor by name. She only refers to him as movie star throughout the entire story. And Mm -hmm. I hate it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She says that when they met, the movie star gave her an embrace that was held a few seconds longer than she expected. Mm-hmm. And that he eyeballed her up and down, making her feel mm-hmm. like he was undressing her with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Yeah. Who doesn't love to get naked in somebody's eyes? <laughs> That's the real question. Yep. Jessica says that nothing happened between her and movie star at the VMAs, but she did run into him a few weeks later at a gym, which you better believe I screenshotted that. And I was like, okay, where can I find gym because apparently all (laughs) kinds of celebrities were going into this gym yeah based off her story yeah i was like i'll go to the gym if i can meet celebrities like (sighs) stars that a gym god every time i go to the gym there's just a woman with a jug of milk okay and it's not arisha oh i was like wait what i know literally the gym in vegas i was (laughs) at the gym in vegas and there was a girl next to me on the treadmill with a gallon jug of milk i just attract milk lovers is she my soulmate maybe she called we me Brittany, so we're very close. <laughs> Brittany, Brooke, they sound alike. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Jess met him a few weeks later at a gym, and that's where he gave her his number. And at this point, Jess says she had already gotten back together with Nick, so nothing happened. But then a few years later, in 2006, as Jess says, she's more famous. She mm-hmm. divorced Nick, and she was newly single. And she writes about some pretty interesting experiences with a few famous guys. Again, no names. Like, Mm -hmm. come on. I know. Like, why? Why do this to us? (laughs) But yeah, so she had a few experiences with famous guys that I can just speculate on. Um, And it was then that movie star came back to her life. In the story, Jessica describes a producer type that told her he knew someone who'd been after her forever to set her up with. And as fate would have it, that guy was the movie star. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't shock anyone who's seen a rom-com. Of course it was. I know. It was written like a rom-com. I was like, here we go. <laughs> so Jess says the mystery actor invited her to his bungalow at the Beverly Hills Hotel while he was getting ready for an award show. And that's apparently when he kissed her for the first time. And she says he texted her all through the award show, which made her feel special. Mm-hmm. But that feeling quickly went away when she saw pictures of him on the red carpet with a woman who was very clearly his girlfriend. Yeah. And Jess wrote, I was never in a million years going to be the other woman. But the movie star apparently promised her that his relationship was completely over and that he just didn't want the press to know, which I can honestly see happening. I mean, we talk about this all the time on Even the Rich. Like, we're talking about that right now, how people want to go out and save face even though the relationship's over. So that that could have been true. Right, right. Right. But it's like there's no like in between because somebody's going to get screwed and it's usually the other person. Right. Well, it's interesting because, you know, in the book, Jess makes the point that, like, she believed him because, like, he was very publicly pursuing her, like, at clubs and all these things. So it didn't seem like a secret at that point. So it's like, okay, I, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It was weird. Right. Well, 
He was publicly pursuing her. And then, in true rom-com fashion, <laughs> we get our peak conflict. Because mm-hmm. the movie star convinced Jess that he was a free man and he invited her on a private jet to the East Coast while he was filming a new movie. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they landed, it didn't take long for Jessica to realize that all of these secretive measures that were put in place to get her to his hotel room were actually put in place to hide her from his chick. Her words. Yeah, her words. So Jess says they met in secret at his hotel and this PA showed up and he was like, you have to go up the fire escape. Which is just To like, get to your room. <laughs> I can understand like an absolute, <laughs> I mean, this is so ridiculous, but I can understand like a nobody. Like if I was the one that they were like trying to sneak up, like go up right. the fire escape. But it's like, this is <laughs> a celebrity. Like this is not just Arisha <laughs> out of her closet. Like this is somebody who had yeah. a really well-known TV show, public, like she's in the yeah. public eye. Yeah, it's, I don't lo- I don't like this. Yeah. Just asking anyone to do that is just like so belittling. See, I would love it if like we were both in on it. Like, let's keep this torrid affair a secret. Not that we're <laughs> cheating on anybody, but like we don't want anyone to know we're dating yet. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff where it's like we both are in on it, then it's fun. Like, yeah, like come up the fire escape. Ooh, naughty. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. But when it's like, hide me, don't tell anybody, then it's like, yeah. mm, screw yourself, man. Yeah. Jess said that she felt weird about being the other woman and didn't want things to go further out of fear that she would be, in her words, sinning against every woman in the world. Yes, there was something sexy and enticing about all this, but there was also something demeaning about it. I felt like a call girl. We moved to the bed, and as things progressed, I stopped it from going past a certain point. Finally, he just blurted out, Why aren't we having sex? I never said I was going to have sex with you, I said. Just because I got on a plane and I look like this, those words never came out of my mouth. I do think that it's interesting that we all have points. Like, we all know. Lines were okay with crossing, lines were not okay with crossing. And it's just, it's interesting that she was like, I'm okay with everything up until sex. And then it's like, mm. and it's like, well, yeah. kissing is still infidelity. Sure. Like, yeah. I, I just find it, I found it interesting that she was like, this is where I, I mean, I get a lot of, you know, sex is obviously different than kissing, but it was just. Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean? Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for some of us. <laughs> no one told me. Um, <laughs> Jess says that she actually left the next day without saying anything to the movie star. And she wrote, that was the first time I ever felt truly empowered since I was married. But she did not leave empty handed. She said, I needed a trophy for this achievement. So I took the pillowcase he slept on. Mm -hmm. I didn't care if it was creepy or if he had to pay for it. And it would send the message. This was fun. But now I have a memory of you. Mm -hmm. She also says that the movie star left her voicemails. And he was crying and asking, yeah. why would you leave me? I can't believe you just up and left me like this. Which, come on, release him. I want to hear this. <laughs> like, I want all of the well, details. she said, she's like, I probably have them on like an I know, old that's phone. Bedazzled, uh, bedazzled sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But like, I want to, it's one of those things where it's like, as she was describing this scenario, because she called her friend. Yeah. Who came to like pick her up and they went on like a road trip to New York. Yeah. But it's like, oh, what I would give for my friend to call me and be like, yo, I'm in a celebrity's hotel. This guy really screwed me over and not the way that I wanted. Come get me. (laughs) Come get me. What a great friend. What a great relationship. Yeah. 
that's the real love story of this, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yep. Um, so even though Jessica claims that they never had sex, this was still a pretty steamy little affair for her. Mm-hmm. And since the blind item came out a few days ago, people are losing their absolute shit trying to connect the dots. <laughs> of course. I'm included in those people. Uh, me too. Um, <laughs> Been on IMDb. We spent a good deal of time <laughs> last night <laughs> <Yeah>. trying to <laughs> figure out who this was. Um, and page six and a lot of people are pointing the finger at Mark Wahlberg. And just to be very clear, this is all speculation. We do not have confirmation on who it is. Mm -hmm. Marky Mark, do not DM me about this. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, seriously. (sighs) That guy won't stop. Yeah, he's got to stop it. Stop. (laughs) Um, But in her story, Jessica says that the movie star was wearing jeans and a t-shirt at the 2001 MTV VMAs when they met, which was exactly what Mark was wearing at the time. Yeah, so some sleuths have found out that the only other actors that were in Jeans and a T-Shirt that year at the VMAs were Johnny Knoxville and Will Smith. And I can't... There's just no way. Yeah. And she's already talked about Johnny Knoxville. Right, yeah. I mean, like, she worked with Johnny. Like, they had a... And I don't see Johnny... Well, I was gonna say, I don't see Johnny Knoxville being anybody's childhood celeb crush. But he was pretty hot in the jackass days. I don't see him as being, like, movie star. No. Like, movie star just does not... Someone's like, picture a movie star. I don't think anyone's picturing Johnny Knoxville, except for Johnny Knoxville. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, Jess also describes the actor as being a teenage fantasy of hers, which could also check out. Like, Mark was pretty famous throughout the 90s. Like, Mm -hmm. he was in the Funky Bunch. He was a Calvin Klein model. Yeah, I actually, I Googled. I was like, okay, when did he start acting? Yeah. And it was, the date was listed as 93. That was his screen debut. (laughs) So, and she was born in 80, so she would have been 13, mm-hmm. 12, 13. So it 100% could be that. Yeah. The um, math, math. It does. Page six also points to the 2006 Golden Globe Awards as potentially being the award show where Mark was texting Jessica the whole time. He was photographed with his girlfriend at those awards, and she was pregnant with their second child at the time, mm-hmm. although Jessica doesn't mention any of that in her story. Yeah. Bustle, Arisha's old employer, also <laughs> thinks... It's Mark. In the story, Jess writes about how she and the actor had different faiths, Mm -hmm. but they had the same reverence for God. Mm -hmm. So we know Jess's father was a Baptist minister. And Mark is a devout Catholic and does have like a spirit. What what is it? Like a Uh, a spiritual advisor. A spiritual advisor. Yeah. Yeah. Because you looked like she said specifically a spiritual advisor and you looked it up and he apparently has one. Oh, yeah. Father Flavin. Father Flavin. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Who, like, gives him advice on everything, apparently. Um, yeah. Because, like, in this, it was weird because it was like, okay, this is a weird spiritual advisor because in, like, one of the conversations that Jessica, like, retold in this was where this movie star was like, my spiritual advisor says it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? What spiritual advisor is like, yeah, go for it with your yeah. pregnant girlfriend if this is actually right. Mark who we're talking about. Like, that seems like a pretty bad spiritual advisor. <laughs> I had the exact same thought. I was like, okay, where'd this guy get a spiritual advisor degree? Yeah, Those are real, yeah. right? A hundred percent. And his <laughs> needs to be recalled, for sure. <laughs> so obviously, there's nothing but massive speculation. And here's the thing. Of course. Just knew exactly what she was doing. There's no way you can write this as a celebrity, even a non-celebrity, and not expect massive speculation. Yeah. But no one knows for sure if Mark Wahlberg is really the guy <laughs> Jessica's writing about. But that will never stop people from making guesses and assumptions. Oh, of course. Which begs the question, whoever this guy is, 
is it actually irresponsible of her to write this blind item that could mm-hmm. wind up damaging someone's reputation, especially if it's not him? Like, if everywhere yeah. I've looked about this, everyone's like, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. I know. If it's not Mark Wahlberg, like, I don't know. I'm I'm not 100% convinced it's Mark Wahlberg. Like, who do you... Is there someone else you think it could be? I don't have an idea of who else it could be, but, like, some of the stuff does point to Mark. Like, the private jet with his entourage. I mean, he created the show Entourage. He has a literal group of friends that fly everywhere with him. She did talk about his friends. Mm -hmm. You know, he's from Boston. The movie he was filming could have been close to Boston or Philly, one of those things. But the timing doesn't really match up of any of the films he was filming around that time. Because I looked, and none of them were really being filmed near New York. Somewhere in Canada. The Departed could have done some stuff in Boston. Could yeah. have been that. But I, I mean, the jeans and white t-shirt sounds like Mark Wahlberg. But I can't see him crying yeah. on a voicemail. I, so I don't know. I'm like so confused about the Mark Wahlberg thing. But I do think if it's not him, mm. yeah, this could be kind of damaging. Like, yeah, because all we can do is speculate now. And it's like, right, of course. I don't know. I, I, I think if you're going to write something like this, just say who it is. I know. Well, OK, so. 100% I could see Mark crying just because these <laughs> macho guys, I feel like, tend to be the most emotional because okay. they just can't handle their emotions. Uh-huh. Or at least back in 2006, they couldn't handle their emotions. Right, They're right, getting right. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that she, like, muddled the dates and stuff. That's like, fair. Like, I could see the timeline being not fully accurate on her part mm-hmm. so that we don't know who it is. Because it's like, if okay. you're going to, if you're not going to say this person's name, yeah, then why, like, it seems like you're protecting them to a degree. Like, if you're not saying their name. Well, of course, yeah. So then why would you not protect them further? Even more. Like, why yeah. not, you know, throw in a different date or say it's the Golden Globes when actually it was the Oscars? Or, like, why not just... You know what I mean? Take narrative cohesiveness. Oh, boy. Not narrative (laughs) cohesiveness. Well, in her first book, which we, of course, talked about on Even the Rich, available Available wherever you get your podcast. She names names. She talks very openly about all of her relationships. So I guess maybe this wasn't because this was more secretive. And Mm -hmm. if it is Mark, he is now married with children with the same woman he was apparently dating at the time. So I don't know. I just don't know why she did this. I don't either. Do we know why? Like, what's... (laughs) What's the purpose of this? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I'm not sure like, If it's just to like, I want to tell a story, then like, why not just make it all fiction? That's true. It's yeah. interesting. There's an end game here. I want to know who the Southern rom-com guy was. Do you think it was Matthew McConaughey? Ooh. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> I bet it maybe. was. He's maybe. so Southern. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. From Wondery, I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. And I'm Brooke Ziffrin. This is Rich and Daily. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to Rich and Daily ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you like our show, please give us a five-star rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening right now. Our theme song is by Gems. Scott Velasquez is the music supervisor for Freeson Sync. Peter Johansson is our senior producer. Our writer-producers are Michaela Myers and Liam Garrow. Our sound engineers are Sam Ada and John Lloyd. Executive producers are Tina Rubio and Marshall Louie for Wondery. Have a great weekend, Richies. See you Monday. 
For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.